Welcome to Corinta in Quarantine, written and produced by Practical Fantasists. Episode 8. How to Woo from Afar. Ah, the sea. What have you delivered unto me next today? Let's see. Monkfish, sardines, turbot, and a lot, a lot of soul. Oh no! That one's a kraken! Ah! Ah! Oh no! Ah, you'll never get me! Oh no! Ah, I die and still no one was able to pronounce me unnecessarily long name. Pierrick Tange Arches Winnick Yezekiel the Third. Yes. Take my hand. That was incredible. I was almost nearly not quite certain that I had died. Yes, well, you weren't wrong. I've released you from your earthly form. Welcome to the afterlife. Afterlife. Pierrick Tange Arches Winnick Yezekiel the Third, will you come to my realm? No. You can't have me soul. I'm not after your fish, but are you saying you'd rather be a ghost? I'll never set foot in your domain. Damn, there goes another one. Why do they keep ghosting me? Am I losing my touch? Is it too much to hope that at least one of them could love me? Or at least not fear me? Alone, my sanctuary penetrated, I have been deprived of all the delights of this earthly life. Where am I to find a lover who is all that I desire? My lord? Oh, Tuzan, the shortage of wine was bad, but the shortage of suitors is worse. Well, there are many suitable matches, although the ones you pursue do tend to be more of a long shot than others. Perhaps you might consider striking a match closer to home? Gurin and Lefren are married. That never bothered you before. Fair. Gurin and Lefren are faithful. Brannock's a priest. And Nolwyn needs no one, only her daily bread. And yet, you've tried flirting with them all anyway. My best talent, being wasted on a castle full of unavailable people. It's like making a seaman live in a desert. Well, my lord, what is a desert if not a sea of sand? You're right. There's a whole world of people out there just waiting to love me. If only I were allowed to come within six feet of them. I need something to put wind in my sails. Well, perhaps there are other ways of attracting a match. But how does one woo from afar? The same way that one has wooed for centuries, sir. By arranged marriages. But I've already had my image distributed to all the most frequented sites. Yes, sir. I have done my best to make your profile attractive. But every possible match from here until kingdom come has already fallen through. 
That That's fair, sir. You have made me write an awful lot of rejection letters on your behalf. Perhaps you would be less successful at ruining your prospects if you had to handle your own correspondence. More successful, I would think. Right, sir. Or perhaps I could send gifts via catapult? Have you not learned from the peasants? That could be seen as an assault. Nonsense. I want to make love, not war. They can't possibly misinterpret such gestures of affection. Shall I note those words of wisdom for your epitaph, sir? No, there's nothing for it. I will just have to do what knights in songs do. I will have to go lie on a beach in despair. How else am I to meet my true love when no mortal soul will approach me? If anyone has any knowledge of the plague's origins, if anyone wishes to confess anything, anything at all, even something completely useless. I will be here in the market square until Thursday, and then after that in the confessional, both of which are a safe distance. Tell your friends to come to me, Brother Brannock. I don't want to inspire doubt in you, Brannock, but preaching for help is a fool's errand. Thank you for your support, Nolwyn. I just meant whether the stoning was a deliberate attack or an honest accident, no one is going to own up to it now. I know, but I have to do something. There's still so much we don't understand about this cursed plague. We're bound to find something of note. That's a fair point, brother. If it helps, curses are usually attached to a person, an object, or place. Most of them last until a particular condition is met. Others fade over time. They never... Brother, what are you doing? Taking notes. And you've brought an ink pot, a quill, and several scrolls to write on. It's amazing what can fit into these sleeves. Right. Well, brother, why don't you make a list of all those who have been stoats, when they were stoated, and whom they were stoated by? If we can find the first stoat, it might make it easier to determine how all of this began. Duly stoated. I mean, noted. Hmm. I suppose I could start asking around, but everyone looks a bit too perturbed to listen to another public service. Yes, they do look a bit uneasy, don't they? I'd wager months of measures of solitude have worn on their patience. Pay them now, or pay them later. Your promissory cabbages will be seized. Always the same, isn't it, Bailiff? Pay for nothing with nothing. What's going on? Only the complete collapse of a system of debt based on imaginary goods. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, this is all going to come back to Corentin. Corentin. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have mentioned his name. If it weren't for Lord High and Mighty, we peasants would never have to worry about promissory cabbages, or any kind of cabbages except for those in our fields. And the rest of you aren't any better. What have you done to help? Apart from giving us those poisonous cleansing solutions, I'll have you know I was violently ill after drinking them. You drank them? Of course we did. They were supposed to keep us from becoming stoats. Yes, but you're not supposed to drink cleansing solutions. They're for cleansing, not drinking. If they were for drinking, they would have been called drinking solutions, not cleansing solutions. How is that so difficult to understand? Well, the bloodletting blade of breast said it would cleanse my body. I can't believe you listened to that glorified barber. His solution for everything is an excessive dose of purgatives. Well, your solution tastes like poison. That's to keep you from drinking them. The bloodletting blade also said you were a witch. We trusted you. A witch? 
Maybe you're responsible for the stoting. This is really not how I imagined these investigations going. Yes, brother, the moment you've got a better plan, do feel free to start talking. Er, yes. Raise your hand, anyone who has been a stoat. That's a better plan. Brother Brannock, all of us have been stoats. The bailiff fined me six cabbages for catching it from him. You were scampering around while exhibiting clear symptoms, and you can't know you contracted it from me. You couldn't have known whatever stoat you saw was me. You were transformed in front of my very eyes. Then you were also a stoat. If anyone should be fined, it should be you. Me? I'm upholding my civil duty to your overlords. In the most uncivil way. And that's the real problem. The laws that force us to pay promissory cabbages to a lord who doesn't even need them. Indeed. If you are a witch, Mistress Nolwyn, don't you have any way to... do something about Lord Quarantine? Don't collaborate with the suspected stoter. Oh, for goodness sake, when were you all stotified? Hmm. Let me think. Back in the winter. Three months ago. That was before I even knew about the stoting or came here. No one said witchcraft had to be logical. Um, if all of you have been stoted, could you spell your names for my list? Right, that's enough talk. I'm arresting you all for causing a public disturbance and demanding spelling suggestions. That'll be 60 cabbages, each. But we don't have any cabbages. Not even imaginary ones. In that case, you will do your time in the stocks. Unless Lord Corrington does decide otherwise. Huh. Then, we should see what he has to say about this blatant corruption of justice in person. Ooh! Shall we start a chant? We want... Law and order. Wages and compensation for the work we missed as stoats. So that you can pay your fines. We can't very well chant that. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. We want cabbages and everything they represent. How about that, everyone? Yay! Everyone get marching while staying six feet apart. Hurrah! We want cabbages! We want cabbages! We want cabbages! Lying on a beach has never been so dull. Lord. <coughs> Damn me. Pardon me, milady. Yours is a beauty that would stop the heart of any mortal. Have we met? Your profile precedes you, my lord, and I'm well familiar with all your perilous escapades. Oh, well, you do seem somewhat familiar. Were you at Lord Tyrry's year-end feast? Where the Green Knight turned up and challenged us all to behead him? He had a neck of stone. I laughed so hard I almost died. I wish I'd been there. Though things certainly would have gone differently if our paths had crossed on that occasion. 
Well, I can't imagine how I'd forget meeting someone so enchanting. Will you board my ship? Is that what they're calling it now? Works for me. Ha <laughs> ha, I'd love to accept. Really, you have no idea. But what about the stoting? Have no fear, Lord Corentin. I am beyond any sickness or curse. How is that even possible? Oh, I know you've already been stoted. Not exactly. I'm more exceptional. Well, if you're sure it won't go against measures of solitude. But, lady, I still don't know your name. You'll guess it soon enough, my lord, since my name is my nature and it is inevitable. It feels like you've been flirting with me from afar for many years. Well, that hardly narrows it down. Oh, I know. You're Ermengarde. Because you're guarded against the ermine. No, my name is not Ermengarde, but you may call me Ermengarde, if you must. Perhaps you'd care to continue this game aboard my ship? That's your ship? What a dreamboat, I swear. She's too beautiful to be made by any mortal craft. Are those golden sails and silken shrouds? I take it you've never seen a ship so bedecked. Never in my life. But, milady, where's your crew? My ship doesn't need a single soul to steer her. Am I still dreaming? Never mind. I don't care. Let me dream on, Ermengarde. friend, my love. Say what you will about Quarantine, but he certainly has good taste in rooftop shrubberies. Will you come join me in the shade? It's too hot to do anything but lounge about and, you know, appreciate the view. Of you. Ah, at last. Some time to ourselves. It has been hard to catch a moment without Quarantine. Yes, the poor soul. We can't fault him for being lonely. Gurin, beloved... I do worry Quarantine's loneliness has been troubling you. But surely you'd tell me if there was something on your mind. Of course, but uh, I'm not sure it would help, you know. Get Quarantine off your chest? I thought, well, I hoped if we could just hold out long enough, soon we'd be on our way and no one would be too upset. But how can I leave him in this state? You had good reason not to encourage him. But that wasn't an excuse for ignoring him, my love. Exactly. And now the truth has wounded him more deeply than any mortal blow. But I can't lie. I can't say I never loved him, and I can't offer him the solace that he wants. It's maddening. You know, Gurin, there is little I wouldn't do to preserve your happiness. I couldn't be happy if you weren't happy, though. And I can't be happy while you aren't, so we should probably talk about how much we're willing to offer him. I think it's a terrible idea. Oh, that's a relief. I also think it's a terrible idea. Oh, good. Wait, are we talking about the same terrible idea? I think so. I mean, I can't get my head around the three of us. You know, not for long, unless you think... No, no, I, I'm glad we're in agreement. But I do want to let Quarantine find consolation in me. Um, just to be clear, you and Quarantine are a terrible combination... You and I are a perfect one. How can I convince him that there are other fish in the sea? Oh, that would be a bold suggestion. He might not take it well. But it's the truth. 
And often the truth is the boldest thing one can say. I suppose. I only wish it also didn't feel like the wrong thing. Yes. Well, I don't doubt you will find the right words. But for now, we may as well enjoy ourselves. Free of crises and commotion. And quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, God. <laughs> oh, watch out for that shrubbery. <laughs> oh. We oh. What? What is it this time? Here, there's a mob at the gate. That's probably important. Yes, probably. Alas. Greetings, good peasants. Send Lord Corentin out to the battlements. We intend to address him in the flesh. Really? Does it have to be now? And does it have to be in the flesh? Yes. Don't tell me he's changing. He's used that excuse before. If Corentin does not show his face, we will take down this door. With a battering ram. As per measures of solitude. That's considerate. <laughs> Two, three, four, ten people. You're over the limit for public gatherings. We're over the limit for public gatherings. But gatherings of ten people are allowed. We didn't ask you to be the eleventh. Unfortunately, uh, Lord Quarantine really is not here. Could we help you instead? We love you, Lord Garin. But you're not our lord, and we really have to deal with Corentin. But he's really not here. Perhaps you'd prefer to go home and wait in comfort until Lord Corentin returns? Not a chance! We'll be here until he chooses to grace us with his overdressed presence. He must hear our demands. We like that rent exemption, but we need a more robust economic plan. One that doesn't rely on levying fines for everything short of breathing. We're taking back our hypothetical vegetables. Gurren, Lefren. Brother Brannock, is that you? And Nolwyn. Oh, what are you two doing in the middle of a peasant crisis? In theory, we've been arrested. In practice, we've been making lists of when everyone was stoted. It's really quite fascinating. But have either of you seen Quarantine? We assumed he'd be here. This is his castle, after all. No. Tuzan said Quarantine went to the beach. Should we bring our protestations to him? I haven't been to the beach since it reopened. This could be fun. Nope. We must stand resolute. We will not leave until we get fair wages, paid sick leave, exemptions for feast days. Uh, though we already had those off, I suppose. But it's so hot. Can't we hold our useless lord to account without also sweltering in the sun? Aha, lovely peasant. Do I hear you are in need of respite? Try these water-filled bladders. Weren't you selling relics the last time we crossed paths? <laughs> Who, me? Never feared, beautiful brother. These bladders aren't relics. They're certified organic. Minimum purchase necessary. Or how about 300? Donated to the cause. Everyone is getting a bit too hot. And close. For comfort. Exactly. My bladders are sure to safeguard against the risks of stoting. And they're perfect for soaking. Do you have a license for these? Or should I find you here and now? Will you take a promissory miracle? What? That's not how miracles work. I'll forget the minimum purchase if you'll forget the maximum fine. Do you want them or not? Oh, fine. Fine? Just thank you for your donation. 
Everyone, come and get your unregulated bladder relief. Hey! Down with quarantine! Go find quarantine before everything gets even more out of hand. Quickly, Nolan, to the beach! Lord Quarantine, it's been so long since my ship carried such a precious passenger as you. There's nothing I'd love better than to show you the ropes. I like to think I know my way around a hold, though I do tend to fall for the wrong... Bah! Oh! Oh, you make a fine catch, my lord. Oh, I didn't expect your embrace to be so cold. I've been told my touch can be shocking. I'd say it's more invigorating. Milady, I'm dying to know you. What can I say, my lord? You look like you wanted to be swept off to sea, but let's not talk about dying so soon. Of course, better to enjoy everything, and everyone, that life has to offer. True. I don't intend to take you away from your people. Yet. Please do. I need a break from them. The stoting really has made me feel like an utter failure. I haven't even tried to figure out how it started. And I worry that everyone will assume that it's my fault. And it might be. Whoa! whoa! You really need to learn to stand against the waves of life. I wish that were just an expression. But making waves is what I do. You are at definite risk of going overboard if you continue like this. Yes, I am perfectly unbalanced. Although, I must say, if the gulls weren't so abundant, this deck would be so much less slippery. We'll also have smoother sailing if you stop rocking the boat. If I didn't know better, I would say your ship doesn't want me aboard. You are significantly livelier than her usual passengers, but she can be persuaded to carry any soul in any direction. Would you care to choose? Let's head for open waters. You heard him, ferry boat. Here we ah. go. Hold on. I am. Tighter, I mean. Milady, with such a ship, are you the lady of the lake? <laughs> there are many ladies by that name, but only one by mine. And my realm is more vast than all the seas combined. I am known for providing safe passage to any number of neighboring realms. Neighboring realms? I'm dreadfully intrigued. Although, if you provide safe passage, are you saying you run a lifeboat service? No, I don't run a lifeboat service. But I could kiss you for suggesting something so preposterous. Well, if it's a preposterous suggestion you desire. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whoa! Whoa! Ah, <laughs> oh, lady, this is definitely better than taking comfort only in lonely sheets of parchment. You can get up from the deck now. Ah, right. Although, if I stay here, will you join me? So we might have accidentally started a minor revolution and sent a mob of angry peasants towards the castle, but everything is going to be alright because... 
Nolan, how are we going to find Coranta? Do you see any godly dressed figures? No, but I do see a very godly dressed ship. Of course. Coranta! Coranta, if you're in there, we need you. Coranten? Who's he? Never heard of him. He is most certainly not on board. Your people need you. My people don't need me. Oh, God, what if they don't? But I'm far too busy having the time of my life. Now that the ship's no longer trying to kill me. Oh, just come back on solid land. I can't promise you all the perils of the open sea, but there's mayhem enough that only you can deal with. I'm not talking to Gurren. You don't have to talk to Gurren, although he and Lefren are currently doing their best to keep the peasants from burning your home to the ground. Get back to the castle as quickly as you can. Between Gurren and the peasants, there will be nothing left by the time I get there. Come right out now, or I will drag you out by your bed-wrangled curls. You'll do no such thing. Won't I? Actually, I think I recognize that ship. And if she is who I think she is, we really do not want to set foot on board. Come on, Corentin! Time to get off while you still can! To hell with everything, I will burn this ship if I have to. Wait, don't burn anything, I'm coming. Just give me a moment to change. What are these white splotches on my hose? Oh, damnable gulls, may they be devoured by the kraken. I can't go back to my people wearing a... Shit-splattered shirt or such sullied hose? Yuck! No, there is no power on heaven or earth that can compel me back into either of those. Corentine, you may look better out of your clothes than in them, but somehow I don't think your people would appreciate such an exposed appearance. Will you take a final favor? It would be an honor. Here. Wear it with pride. Are you sure you want to strip your ship to clothe me? Alas, quarantine, duty calls. But why does it have to call so loudly? You do need to attend to your people. Yes, I probably should return before all hell breaks loose, but, milady, I don't know how I'll ever find you again. How will I catapult you with gifts? I don't even know your name. You don't need to. When you need me, I will come. Oh, and give my regards to Lord Gurren. Lord Gurren? How do you know him? We've met. Twice. That is a lot of peasants in my castle grounds. They shouldn't be there, they'll stoke me. Will they? Hmm. Is that Bellador? Yes. Haranuan? Yes. Melita? Also present. What are you doing? Taking attendance? I'm just checking my notes. All of these peasants have already been stoats, and only three people have been stoated in the past two weeks. Well, brother, you were right about carrying extra scrolls. I will never again question what you have up your sleeves. Hey, there in the middle, that's Lefren and Gurin. What is this treachery? Hey, hey, let me through. Gurin, Lefren. Don't bother, my lord. That ten-person crowd is much too thick. You can't just walk through their six-foot spaces. In the meantime, Brannock, let's see those notes of yours. I don't think I've ever been so happy to see Corentin, even flapping about in nothing but a sheet. We should probably go meet him before the peasants mistake him for Julius Caesar, because that ended well.
Excuse me. Excuse me. Do you Excuse mind me. Um, 12 feet apart so that I can get through? Thank you. Quarantine, why are you wrapped in cloth of gold? And where have you been? The peasants have been bombarding your grounds with water-filled bladders. Though I would say that's better than setting fire to your castle. They've dampened all our negotiations, but they actually have worked wonders in combating this drought. Gurren, Lafren, I'm too tired to deal with a peasant problem. I've been flirting with death all day. The sea's a dangerous mistress. Wait, is she the queen of all oceans? I should have asked. Quarantin, thank you for finally gracing us with your almost decent presence. If you don't listen to your people, however, they have requested that I inform you that you will be forever known as Quarantin, the inappropriately dressed for all occasions. Slander, says the lord, wearing nothing but a sail. I'm most luxuriously draped in cloth of gold. If anything, I'm overdressed. Anyway, what do they want? They think you should earn your keep. Earn? We earned our keep when we defended its walls from the great snail infestation of the year 826. I'll have you know Corentin II, Lord of Escargot, personally collected and boiled over 42 and a half snails with garlic, well soused. Just go talk to them. This is Dennis, the head of the newly forged Peasants Guild. Lord Corentin, we were all starting to think you'd been kidnapped by bandits. No, the bandits wouldn't do that. They can't stand me. Them too? Why am I not surprised? As I was saying, you are far from the worst of the Corentins, my lord. Though you have been guilty of gross oversight. There's no need for gross. You're the ones who are revolting. Revolting? Aren't revolting. We're politely but firmly demanding that you repent for your travesties. Lord Corentin, you haven't been at all attentive to the troubles of your people. Hmm, maybe I should be sorry about that. Not really. Every time the previous lords were too attentive, the people had the tendency to get put in the stocks or publicly pilloried. But you haven't done such a thing since your grandmama left. In fact, the demand for new devices of punishment has been so low that the stock market has crashed. Well, forgive me for not following those trends. Times were so hard. We had nothing to throw at prisoners in the stocks apart from promissory cabbages. That actually seems like a more merciful approach. But, Lord Quarantin, even though you haven't been resorting to more torturous means of exploitation, all of your excessive finery has been taking its toll on us. We can't support each other if we're constantly crushed under the weight of non-existent cabbages. You're just saying that because you are 130 cabbages in debt. You have been heavy-handed with the fines lately, Bailiff. I say return the promissory cabbages and we'll hear no more of this slander. However, once everyone has recovered, you all owe me full rent. Fine. Keep your imaginary cabbages. But I stand by my right to impose charges for unlawful offenses like disturbing the peace, deliberately trampling the fields, and mixing cobwebs into flour to make up the weight. Oh, and witchcraft, sorcery, communing with devils, communing with corrigan. Unhealthy metamorphoses not limited to turning people into stoats and causing unjustified prejudice against our little furry friends. That sounds reasonable. 
Well, what do you say, peasants? Are you satisfied? What? What? But what? 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 No. No. All right. We concede that there might be some benefit to keeping the fines for spider bread and field trampling. But we need more changes if we're to overcome social stotification. I mean, stratification. Stratification. How are we to keep the stotification from beggaring all of us? How should I know? Well, if you don't know, what use are you? We ought to abolish you and your non-essential services. Are you saying you want to have to decide what to do about everything? Well, no. Then you must see that we lords are very essential. We essentially ensure that people have someone to blame. Who else is going to listen to your endless grievances? Besides, if I weren't here protecting you all, you'd be subjected to less benevolent lords and grandmamas. <laughs> That's true. Ugh, too true. But we'd still like to arrange an official time for you to make yourself available to hear us at least once a week from a safe distance. As opposed to you just dropping by uninvited every time you have an axe to grind? That actually sounds better. Are you free Mondays? We were hoping for Thursdays. Or perhaps weekends so the shopkeepers can make it. But we're willing to take Mondays. Apart from feast days. Right. Well, now that that's all cleared up, I suppose you'd like to find a way to increase cabbage production to get everyone back on two feet once you've finished running about on four. Bless my brassicas. That's why we came marching down here in the first place. Although, now that I think about it, there are only so many cabbages we can consume before perishing. Indeed. We want cabbages and all that they represent. But maybe we should carry our debts in a less perishable form? So, what you're saying is you actually want to keep the promissory cabbage as the standard of currency, not to mention debt. Well, when you put it like that. Yes. Promissory cabbages make carrying debt so much lighter. Well, if it's debt that makes the world go round, why not? doubted that I would find the right words to embrace the truth. No, that's too... too... Close. But given how much damage can be caused by silence and the wrong words, I feel obliged to bear the truth. No, no, that won't do it all. Quick, my love, hide the loot. Here come quarantine, Tuzin. Well, Tuzan, Grandmama will probably disinherit me for listening to my people, but I like this arrangement. Planting the foundation for an imaginary brassica recovery will make you the first truly popular quarantine. But maybe you shouldn't write to her just yet. You could tell her once your agreement comes to fruition. Or, if I wait long enough, I may never have to tell her at all. But, quarantine, if you aren't writing to Grandmama... Who are you writing to? Are those love letters I spy, sir? Yes. After my latest brush with death, I've been thinking. You can put your paints aside. I won't need your profile skills any longer. Found someone else, have you? Finally, yes. A lover or a profile artist? I might be slightly insulted if you, you mean the latter. Far be it for me to kiss and tell, but never fear, faithful scribe. 
I have found a lover. Oh, what a relief. Is that where you were all this time, Corentin? Well, that's marvelous news. Oh, indeed, words cannot convey our extreme... Extreme... Uh, but maybe a really good song? Don't you have anywhere better to be? Of course. We'll, we'll leave you to your love letters. Well, the friend, my love, the sun is shining, the castle still stands, and I think we ought to enjoy ourselves, free of crises and commotion. And Corinthe. This time, though, let's find somewhere more secluded than the rooftop shrubbery. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Quarantine in Quarantine, featuring David Lone as Quarantine, Sandra Mills as Lefren, Chris Langdon as Gurren and Pierrick Arhej Tongi Winok Ezekiel III, Julia Wilson as Nolwyn and the Relic Merchant, and Karen Murray Burquist as Brannock. This episode also featured Aaron Scothorn as Tizan and the Kraken, Patrick Lewis as the Bailiff, Caroline Bowden as Emma, James Din as Dennis, and Freddie Vance as Death. The episode was written by Aaron Scothorn and Karen Murray Burquist, and the music was written and performed by Sophie Rusnuk. Loot noises were provided by James Din. You can find us on Instagram at Quarantine in Quarantine, or support us by donating to our coffee page through the link below. We are also featured on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please like, subscribe, leave a review, and share the love. Why? Ah, and it seems it took death to finally pronounce me name properly.